It's back to school season, which means cups of hot tea in the mornings, new music to learn and explore, a new teaching schedule, and a few new organizational tools and strategies to test out per usual. The start of a new school year is a great opportunity to reset, refocus, and try new things. I talked about this way back in episode six, four things I'm doing differently in my studio. And it's really interesting to look back and see how much has changed since early 2020 when that episode aired and what I've learned in those two and a half years. Of course, there are certain parts of my routine that I enjoy coming back to, things that I look forward to picking up again. But there are always a few things I'm ready to change or alter in my teaching or my business. You too? Today, I'm sharing an inside look at three big studio projects I worked on this summer. Repertoire planning, technique organization, and an oral skills video library, and how I'm implementing them into my studio this fall. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here, you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your teaching, and insight into a few tried-and-true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. It was a summer full of repertoire planning for my studio. It started with the release of the sixth edition of the Celebration Series by the Royal Conservatory of Music, a comprehensive 22-book set featuring repertoire from Preparatory A all the way up to Level 10. I spent a few weeks, several weeks, in June and July poring over the music in each level, repertoire and etudes, and making notes about which books I wanted to order for which students this year. I also took the time to make a list of key features, technical gestures, and musical concepts for my favorite pieces in each book, so I can reference that as I make repertoire plans for each student this year. One thing I'm experimenting with this year is repertoire swaps. Substituting an outside piece or something from another book for a piece or maybe even several pieces in a student's method book. This gives me the opportunity to introduce a more challenging piece while still teaching or reinforcing the same primary musical concepts. For instance, dotted quarter note rhythms, 3-8 or 6-8 time, or broken octave accompaniments. After working through the celebration series, I spent some time in August looking at the big picture of what repertoire each student will have this year and where there may be room for something else. I have several students who are around level three in method books, but also in middle school, which means they're looking for music that sounds cool. But from a teaching perspective, I'm looking for repertoire that will support their technical and musical development and provide some amount of challenge. I discovered two new collections in my research that I am excited to introduce to my students this fall. Key Bop Volume 2 by Jason Sifford 
and Preludes and Patterns by Kevin Olson. Both are for early intermediate students. Kebop Volume 2 features 11 contemporary solos inspired by jazz, rock, pop, and modern styles. They have appealing titles such as Bobblehead, Predicament, and Scatter. And the program notes from the composer provide additional insight and imagery. The pieces feature light syncopation, sequences, interesting keys like B minor and G mixolydian, and colorful harmonic progressions. I also like the opportunities it provides for creativity. Sifford writes, As with Volume 1, treat the printed music as a starting point and feel free to make any changes that help the music fit your unique personality and point of view. Preludes and Patterns features 10 two-page solos in a modern style, each set in a different key. Five major and five minor, up to two sharps and two flats. Each prelude is based on a musical pattern, which provides a great discussion opportunity as we identify what the pattern is and how the composer used it throughout the piece. I think this will also provide a wonderful opportunity for creative expression, as I plan to have students compose their own pieces based on a musical pattern using some of the same compositional devices that Olson uses. So that's a quick summary of the repertoire planning portion of my summer. Next, I started working on technique. I have been looking for a new way to organize technique assignments for my students. For the past few years, I've used boards in Milanote, which I wrote about in a blog post last year. This worked, but it was a little cumbersome to access it during lessons. They actually have a new iPad app now, which would probably make this easier. But it was difficult to track when something was assigned versus when it was mastered, and it required a lot of prep at the beginning of the school year, copying and pasting technique assignments from each level to each individual student's board. Again, it worked, but I've been looking for a better solution. This summer, I spent some time creating technique charts. These are simple one to two page documents based on the RCM technique requirements in the piano syllabus. I took a screenshot of the technical requirements for each level, dropped them into a pages doc, and then created tables for tracking students' progress throughout the year. For instance, one for scales, one for chords, one for arpeggios. Each table includes a row for assigned and a row for mastered, which I think will be helpful, plus columns for the keys assigned in that level. I created these based on the tables that are used in the Piano Safari technique books, which I really like. The great thing is that I only need to create one technique chart for each level, and then I can duplicate it really quickly for each student. Once I had the whole document completed with all the levels, I uploaded it to my iPad and then put the relevant pages in each student's folder in Notability. I talked about this process of organization briefly in episode 47, an inside look at my lesson planning process. So each of my students have a folder with their assignment sheet document, now their technique chart for the year, and then some theory activities that correspond with their level, which I duplicate as needed from a general activity folder. 
I feel so organized going into this year. The third facet of my studio planning, in addition to the repertoire planning and the technique charts that I just talked about, is oral skills. I talked about oral skill games and activities back in episode 26. So I always do an oral skills assessment at the end of the school year with things like intervals, playbacks, clapbacks. But I have been searching for a way to organize and sequence oral skill activities so that I can incorporate them into lessons more often throughout the year. Last year, I used the RCM online ear training for a few months, and it was great for online lessons. I actually used it almost every week in lessons, but I found it a little bit more difficult to use when we moved back to in-person lessons. It meant I had to bring my laptop and have it set up where students could see, but I could still navigate while social distancing. It was a whole thing. Also, I found the exercises would repeat sometimes within the same couple of minutes of using the app, even if a student had already done that exercise and gotten it correct, which wasn't really the most efficient use of our time. This year, I'm trying something new. I was reminded this summer that a few savvy piano teachers have created several helpful ear training videos on YouTube organized by RCM Level. These videos include chord ID, intervals, chord progressions, playbacks, and clapbacks, and most are under two minutes. I made my own playlists for each level so that I can mix and match videos from different creators and easily access these exercises and lessons from my iPad. To track which students have completed which videos, I'll make a list of video content for each level to upload to each student's folder in Notability. Then, when we complete a video or part of a video in a lesson, I can check them off on their list or make notes that are specific to that student. So, there's your 10-minute summary of everything I worked on this summer for my studio and what I'm planning to do differently this school year. I hope it's helpful to hear about my organizational strategies and things that I am testing out in my studio. I'd love to hear from you. What's something new you're trying in your teaching this year? Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the show and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time. Thank you.